0: uh welcome to the podcast that's dedicated to making you a faster cyclist oh i'm just kidding nate that was you earlier today uh but welcome back to uh uh the cafe stop show we have a very special guest today we're joined by the ceo and co-founder of trainer road mr nate Pierce and nate how you doing good how are you well busy busy but good we just moved a couple of days ago but uh settling in um yeah yeah everything's going well with you in your world
1: yep yeah just uh this is the busy time of year for us for uh, indoor training so trying to get a lot of product yeah. out and you know get things to completion
0: yeah awesome yeah we're on a similar mission with um you know trying to line up our show with trainer season so uh, people have something fun and entertaining to listen to while they other while riding and hopefully using your platform as well i hope uh, so and you can I'll follow along with Nate uh he's on instagram uh, at tr.nate uh and of course trainer road is at trainer road on instagram um today we want to give a special shout out to coffee bar in uh, reno nevada uh that's all one word coffee bar um uh, great great coffee down there more importantly great people you can find them at coffee bar on instagram and coffee com. um yeah nate uh, that, that's one of your favorite uh local spots i guess eh?
1: yeah and i know the owner and he's actually a cyclist too uh He has a yearly like, um, for a 70 mile gravel ride that he puts on too. uh, it's really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. That's awesome. If you're around there, check it out or check it out online.
2: That's awesome.
0: Um, well, while we're out riding, if
2: we're uh, hypothetically riding with you around the casinos in the Vegas Strip, um, Reno, not finally. Vegas. <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs> once no, once <laughs> we, we get we, done we, with that, yeah, we head, head, head north <laughs> yeah. to. Uh, I, I'm Rio. going to Vegas first. Yeah, <laughs> uh, head north to, to Reno. Um, when you beat us to the cafe, what are we buying for you?
1: You're gonna buy for me a americano, just black. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, unless simple. it's Any hot, snacks?
1: then it's like, um, cold brew, ice cold brew. I'll put ice cold brew in my bottle and then for snacks at a cafe, Ooh, if it's during a ride, anything like carb heavy. So something sweet that I normally wouldn't get with a lot of sugar, um, probably nothing savory unless it's been a really long ride and I'm sick of the sweet stuff.
0: Nice. Nice. Sounds I'm like you dialed.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Awesome. Um, well, no, uh, so I guess way back before trainer road, I think you mentioned um, like you were into swimming and um, triathlon. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I did. I swam in high school and I was very bad at it. And then I started, I was running, I was going to do a marathon and that was like a big goal in college. And then I was running some oh. and I got uh, injured because you run a lot and you just eventually get injured. And I decided to switch to triathlon. And then I remember I went to, I was out at a bar and this bartender had, he was so slim and had such low body fat. And he's like, yeah, I just, I'm doing an Ironman next week. And I was like, Whoa, that's insane. And I've never seen like a body like that before. And I was like, I could do an Ironman. I like looked it up. and like, sure. I just go slow. Like, and then that's, yeah. So I was a triathlete before, uh, starting to yeah. train around.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, and yeah, f- fair to say you've, uh, transitioned maybe more into cycling over the last few years and uh, the, the past decade or so.
1: For sure I was doing, so I did a bunch of triathlon. I, I kept doing it at the beginning of training road, but then triathlon takes so much time in order to like oh. juggle three sports. Um, and I didn't know a lot about nutrition back then too. And I wasn't eating properly and not enough carbs and probably enough calories in general, I wasn't probably sleeping enough I had undiagnosed sleep apnea and all those things together made it really hard to be consistent. So I, uh, right. you know, reduced my training volume and did cycling and, uh, or just, just on the bike and it's always super. I think I've been the best at cycling in terms like of of the three sports running, maybe equal to that, but not very good at swimming. So yeah, mainly a cyclist, uh, and then trying to get into like mountain biking and gravel and stuff like that, but mostly road before that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've definitely been doing a lot of that recently, which is super cool. Um, but you know, all in all fair to say that, uh, endurance sport and sport has been a large part of your life for, for as long as you can remember, I, I would guess.
1: Sort of, I joined the swim team because, uh, I was in middle school and a girl I liked was signing up for it like eighth grade. <laughs> and I was like, I'll do swim team. So I, uh, <laughs> I, and I couldn't swim down. Like I went into the pool it was really hard. So I think I only did swim team freshman and halfway of sophomore year. And then I decided I did not like it. And then I was yeah. in marching band. So my, oh, okay. I was not like people always want to be playing basketball because I'm tall, but I was so <laughs> uncoordinated and skinny that I was horrible at it. And, uh, so I did, it was, I was in marching band, orchestra, jazz band, concert band, and then I started off in college as a music education major. And then wow. later on I switched to computer science information systems. And then that's when I transitioned. Uh, and I also played in a rock band and then I transitioned into sports then. So it is not a Jeez. whole thing in my life at all. It was <laughs> music's really been the thing. And then I, uh, yeah, I switched over wow. M- music and video games. So that's, Jeez. I was not athletic as a kid
2: you're like a, a taller skinnier, more successful version of me the we
0: could start
1: a band
0: yeah yeah i've got a bass awesome. there too just okay. come over yeah. hey i've got a fender jag in my basement i can pull it out we could turn this into a proper rock
1: show. we can we just
2: need a drummer <laughs> um
0: but no so uh you know of course um everybody out there is probably very familiar with a lot of the things you've been doing in terms of cycling and endurance sport uh and you talk about it a lot uh on on the trainer world podcast social media and that sort of thing um i was just curious you know um you know i you have a big background in music as well but in terms of the cycling and and sport side of things like um where did the passion really kick off for you with that and you know maybe how has your uh, perspective on sport sort of evolved over the years now where you're at
1: yeah yeah i'd say it started in maybe late high school so like i said I was very skinny and I, I was like viciously made fun of in middle and high school and i got to start lifting weights uh weight training uh to like kind of combat some of the, the the teasing and stuff and inside of that i was very drawn to the science behind it and i didn't want to i wanted to use my time as effectively as possible so back then I would read everything I could, um, about weight training. And they're so it's funny, like how much has changed in the day back in that day, it was like the people giving advice for all on steroids and doing like one body part per day, like Tuesday's <laughs> bicep day, and you're going to blast yeah. those biceps. And it was like over six days. Um, so it's, it's changed, but just reading the fundamentals of like nutrition and stuff like that, and those really haven't changed much. Um, they've been tweaked a little bit, but haven't changed much over that. And then the passion came. When, uh, I did my first triathlon and it was horrible. It was a draft legal triathlon and it was so, so hard. And I thought I was going to die and then I loved it.
0: <laughs> and then that
1: experience of knowing that the work that you put in is the work that you get out is so yeah. nice. And for me doing sports in high school and middle school and trying to do things like basketball, where I could put all this effort in, but not get any better, like it hours and hours and hours. And I could still not like catch a pass, but with running. You just run in one direction and it's like effort. So you put this amount of effort in and you get this return back. And then the cool part was I could use my brain. So if I put this amount of effort in in a smart way, then I could get even more effort back or more return on that at the same time. So that was like addictive. Yeah. And you can kind of tell what, what train road is, is to be able to measure something, put an effort and then get a measurable return back. And, and I just right. like, it's all things in life, like investing and, and work and uh, relationships. Like I just can't measure relationships. So you sort of can, but be able to put effort in and get something back.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. It's like it kind of that, you know simple on one side of things but complex on the other in terms of um you know the numbers and that sort of thing um but there's that uh like cathartic and very um like genuine um cause and effect and like you put all this work in and you're gonna get this reward and it's like you know all all you do is move your body like pedal move your feet and run that sort of thing right
1: yeah. And you get the dopamine response. Like I've also learned about ADHD yeah. and like having that where you, you get those little rewards all the time and you can see them and even just doing an interval, you can get a reward inside of that. And then I was also hyper fixated at it. I remember my poor, poor, poor post job, but I worked at a slot machine manufacturer and I was really into triathlon. So it's on slow Twitch. I mean, I've like seven <laughs> hours on that forum. One day I work,
0: I do one hour of work,
1: but I was really good at it. And they'd be like, wow. Uh, but I could have probably worked a lot harder, but I was just so focused on triathlon and learning everything I could and triathlon's so much fun too, because you have, you have bike run, swim, the equipment and how those all interrelate with the nutrition. And it's just mm-hmm. so like techie that I was really uh, drawn to that and the aerodynamics and it was, it was very addicting to me.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. And like you, we've heard the stories um, and for people out there who haven't, but it's like, uh, you were essentially you said, I think you said you were in college and taking those Trainer classes and it was like, what, like $20 a class. Um, you know, and then you started working with Chad and making workouts and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know basically i don't know if you've seen the social network like the movie but you're, you're basically like the mark zuckerberg of like cycling no. and triathlon <laughs> i
1: saw that i saw the social network movie and even like some yeah. things that i did business wise i was just copying from that movie and i, I was just yeah. out of college and one key yeah. part of this is just out of college you think in college you're so so busy and everyone listens this, you're like oh yeah. college university i'm the busiest no no yeah. wait till your full-time job <laughs> you're married with kids like you don't even know yeah. what busy is yet and so at this time. I wasn't making much money. Maybe I was making $45,000 a year or something trying to do triathlon, which is very hard. And then Chad was charging me 20 bucks a class, but he was doing those computer interval classes, which is basically a version of trainer road, a dumbed down in a, in a studio. And then I had to drive there half an hour, set up an hour, drive back half an hour. So it's two hours per class plus 20 bucks. Um, and then I said, I can just write a player myself to do this. And then I found out there's a thing called an ant stick where I could plug it in and get, uh, wireless, uh, power data back and I had to like, there's a special key you'd have to get from Garmin in order to do it. And I searched around the internet and someone like posted it illegally and like, I got that, <laughs> but then I, I tested that, but then I contacted Garmin. I got the real license so I could actually release it. And, um, and then I was like, oh, I need some training plans. And this guy, Chad, uh, coach Chad, he was so great at making workouts that were difficult. They were so hard during, but then afterwards you're like, whoa, I could do one more and you could still get yeah. through them. And then that's what yeah. pushed me forward so far, uh. Uh, inside a triathlon. And, um, it, it was a great combo, those two things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that story. That's really cool. Um, you know, it seems like the perfect storm and combining all your passions and lined up perfectly with Chad. And obviously you guys have morphed into the success you are today. So yeah, it's just, uh, you guys do some, some really great work and bring, you know, really tangible quality results to people who are, you know, the everyday rider um who, you know some people might not have enough money for a coach but they're able to access your service so uh yeah it's just super super awesome the work you do and brings more people into cycling and you know we're always fans of that so kudos to you guys for that thank you um we've also like we've had the privilege of speaking to uh like a handful of people that work at trainer road like your staff and even we had ivy on the podcast way back in episode two and um you know, everyone we've talked to, like everybody seems to genuinely love working for Train and Road, which is really cool. Um, you know, how how do you think you guys have managed to cultivate such an awesome culture there? Um uh, you know, and how is it that everybody involved seems to be like a genuinely awesome person that's really, really amazing?
1: Yeah. A few things first, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like it's like a good relationship where you need conflict in order to grow. Yeah. And there's definitely sometimes conflict and then we listen to each other and hopefully then we can evolve and get better and become a better company in that. Uh, I worked at that slot machine manufacturer, fortune 500 company, and I, I hated it. And there was so much like bureaucracy and just bad ways of, of doing stuff that I read this book called rework, um, that was from the guys from 37 single link, their base camp now about, and I think it was called remote and rework about how a company could be. And I used those principles and kind of did the opposite that I saw in corporate life and tried to put it inside of trainer road. Then we have, you know, strong core values and it's just like an iterative process over time of constant improvement of how we hire people for, we do a skills test, like a blind skills test. And then we just look for uh, core value alignment. And then that works. And there's been times too, where some people are in the wrong, they're like the right core values, they're a good person, but then the wrong seat Then we move them to a different seat. Okay. Uh, Jonathan was like that before. Jonathan was like a PR guy and, uh, oh. they moved into the podcast, right? So you can imagine like, what if I would have gotten rid of Jonathan back then? What would trainer road be? Yeah. Uh, he's host yeah. the podcast. So crazy. Right. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah.
1: and. Yeah, it's iterative and it's a lot of communication. And I think lately actually I've not done enough communication with the company where I need to go back and do more daily stuff. And, um, I got divorced like ooh, about two years ago and that's my, that's my, got my eye off the prize a little bit and been a little been like, Hey, leadership team, you're gonna take over a little bit. But, uh, what that does is it leads, a there's certain things a CEO has to do of communicate things to the company. And, uh, that is definitely something that I need to, uh, improve on and do more of that and it's really just a consistency over time is how you that's how you get there and get the trust from people.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to training.
1: <laughs> it's exactly what it is, right? Like yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> um no and like I just want to say as well I mean you like it seems very obvious to me that you guys strive for a very like inclusive and supportive environment and I think you know that comes from a very genuine place and um even like you know when the focus kind of politically and socially was on the, the black lives matter movement, you were vocal about that um, and your support. Um, even like, I, I think you guys had lost some subscribers or followers because of that. I um, total opposite for, for me, I will, you know, that made me want to be like a lifetime subscriber. Cause I thought that was so awesome.
1: I think um, I lost $600,000. Like from, personally, just from that, from that post. Yep. Really? Uh, yeah. But good. Like get them out. Right. Like, You know, you don't want those people. They can just not be faster. Uh, no, it was, it's measurable, right? Cause yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) So, um, it's, I don't know, there's, you gotta be able to sleep with yourself and there's just things that are right. That are like bigger than you. And, uh, we lost $600,000 of revenue for the company, but like, I don't know, we we're all happy. It's, we feel good about ourselves. You know, we think we're doing the right thing. History. 50 years from now, I think we're going to be on the right side of history, uh, yeah. for that to say that like black people's lives do matter. Like,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: it's not hard to
0: say. No, it it's is hard fair. for some
1: people it's, to say. Yeah.
0: It's, true. It, it's very hard for some yeah. people to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it blows my mind how some people have difficulty with that. And that, you know, I, I don't understand why it's a controversial statement that anybody's life matters, you know, like, um, but, super awesome of of you guys to take a stance and make that post even you know losing that massive chunk of revenue but doing the right thing I totally agree like you're for sure going to be on the right side of history so that's, that's another thing It's it amazing. blows
2: my mind that people were so angered by it that they would leave a training platform.
1: You should see, I-, I In response to it. Yeah. If I post a picture of myself, like on my Instagram, people leave, <laughs> people don't follow me. Like, I just want cycling, <laughs> what? nothing else. Yeah,
2: you should yeah. see, I lost
1: like, <laughs> I posted a picture of me in like in a suit and I think I lost, I don't know, like 800 people that day or something. Uh, what? Yeah, it's this is how it is. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Then no bikes, uh, no likes, eh?
1: Yeah, exactly. I got to be on a, I should put a bike, like Photoshop it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I will do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, that's definitely uh, sparked some inspiration for me. We'll see what we can do. With that. Um, no, but you, like, you guys have always been very supportive of uh, people who are marginalized. And, you know, even to the point where you're looking at data and, you know, and helping women with specific data to them, which is really cool. And you said that they're underrepresented in the research within sport um but it's great that you guys have a platform that you can cater to to everyone and and anyone um and help any athlete get faster so i know we did um, that. you guys can tap into that
1: we added a uh like a gender option and uh other than man woman and people got so upset they're like you want a man in the bathroom with your daughter And I was like, dude, it's a freaking drop down, like this like slippery slope (laughs) thing of like, like this is going to happen where, uh, one, I don't know if there's any cases of that, but uh, people can get so upset about, um, things that don't hurt them at all and can help other people. And when you talk about the data too, like, um, understanding who's on testosterone and who's not, who's on estrogen can help with AI FTP for, uh, I'm sorry. My phone's ringing, um, can help people help the AI figure out how people are going to respond differently to training. It might actually help yeah. the people. Uh, but yeah. I don't know that people could get really angry on things that are very benign. Uh, yeah. and it's just a nice thing for representation too. Like cycling, we need more people, right? right. Like cycling yeah, isn't growing as fast. The more people we get in there, the more races, the more cool stuff we get, yeah. the more fun it is, the bigger the community is. And I don't, yeah. there, we shouldn't be excluding anybody. Um, I looked up women Absolutely. are like 14% of USA cycling uh race holders and wow. uh what if it was 50 that'd be yeah. awesome right yeah. like i think everyone yeah. would like that yeah.
0: uh yeah and yeah. even like you just said a few minutes ago too like look at why you got into swimming right like yeah. that's that's not that's <laughs> not going to bring <laughs> that a, that Josh,
2: Don't go there. That's just
0: eighth grade. I mean. No. I <laughs> no, but no but i just mean like anything and any everything that will bring more people and I'm just saying that's not going to bring just women that'll bring more men too like the more people that we can get on bikes or more um representation that we get the better right
1: well not only that too but I think it helps so in the U.S. we have uh not the best healthcare, measurable right and we have issues a lot of heart or a lot of health problems happen from um obesity and uh heart disease cancer stroke and the more people work out the less money we'll spend on healthcare. Right? So anything we can influence anybody to get in there, yeah. I said, like our mission is to make the world faster, the more people you can get working out, it could literally change the, like the economy of nations and the world. Imagine if everyone was just like, you know, you show up to like a race and you look around, you ever go, I wonder if the whole population was like this, right? For the, for those yeah. able-bodied that can, there's always going to be a, a spectrum, but if everyone yeah. had the. The, it's a luxury of the time and the resource to do this, but what would the world be like, like people's happiness is so much great stuff. So anything that it, it, it benefits everybody and yourself included to let everybody in and, uh, let them have fun, uh, exercising and maybe cycling is not their thing, maybe it's something else, but I have, I just hate the, like the pushback, the pushback on that. And I, you know what? Yeah. I'll get pushback from this episode too, guaranteed. Someone on yeah. Instagram will message me and start telling me.
0: <laughs> well, well, we we certainly I'll send it to you guys. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please do it; it'd be interesting. But we we certainly support the cause and and your mission, and absolutely wholeheartedly agree with everything that you're saying. um Yeah, no, like even you just sparked my memory about like um like I used to work at the hospital a few years ago. I've since left. I worked with the school board, but. Um, you know, I from what I remember a few years ago in Canada, at least we it was like eighteen hundred dollars a day per patient per uh per bed in the hospital. Um and that's like if we could be more preventative, <laughs> like we're we're hardly ever um ahead of the game when it comes to health. It's all reactive, right? So if we could be more proactive in terms of that, uh it's huge. Like you said, it benefits everybody, but people can't see that. Like that's tax dollars right there for us in Canada. You know,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's crazy. It's the, um, it's the, the cause and effect, the time in between my sister, she's one of the top researchers, uh, uh, for like e-cigarettes in the world. Jenny Pearson published like over a hundred times, but her. So if, if imagine if, when you smoked a cigarette, if you died every like 10 times instantly, right, no one would smoke cigarettes, (laughs) but because. You know, X amount of percent of people die 20, 30 years later. People don't care about it. And this is the same thing with, uh, uh, with your health is that these small decisions that you make every day about what you eat and how you live your life and what you do, they don't impact you right then. And you don't see it because it's so far down the line and you know, I'll deal with that later and those things compound. And the nice thing is wherever you're at, it's almost always reversible to the extent till you get in that hospital bed. And then still sometimes it's reversible, but it gets harder and harder the longer you wait. And if again, uh. public health. This is what my sister does is that is trying to get people to change at a mass level earlier on. And sometimes there's laws and stuff where, you know, we don't allow, um, children to buy cigarettes, things like that, where we know they might become extra addicted at that age, but any incentives or, uh, things that help people to do to get into this, into sport and eat well is so much better. And a lot of stuff like private companies can do it, uh, right. Like Making products that are addictive for fitness. Peloton's great one, right? They they brought so many people into uh more fitness during especially during COVID that probably weren't in it before. I remember everyone before who bought like I know how old you guys are, but remember the days where there'd be like a treadmill and a stairmaster in someone's uh bedroom and there'd be like hang clothes on it, and that was it? Yeah, Because it just wasn't compelling. (laughs) And then Peloton's pretty much the same equipment, but with a screen, and now it's super fun. Mm -hmm.
0: And they've even, I think, evolved it into like that mirror, the interactive mirror with the workouts on it and stuff like that. Yep. Um, yeah. Which just more and more coming out.
1: Right. So the more things yeah. that they can, if there's a financial incentive, like the economy with capitalism, in America will go towards that. And, uh, mm-hmm. products will be built for those things if so people can make money.
0: Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. <laughs> um, jumping back sort of to your personal journey in sport, um, and you know, it's super awesome for for you to be so candid about all of your uh, endeavors and your development and moving up the ranks in terms of cycling uh, over the past decade or so. Um, you know, you have tons of YouTube videos and the podcast. You, you speak about lots of different stuff that everyone can learn from, which is awesome. Um, what are your thoughts kind of now as you look back on all that and yeah, how I, far you've come?
1: So the big bummer was I went to Cat 5 to Cat 2 in a year and I was so ready to do... A bunch of get to cat one. That's what I really wanted to do, and I wanted to try placing in like a P one two sometime. Uh, but then COVID happened. I was so great, and then COVID happened, and I was like, "Okay, well, Cape Epic's coming up in two and a half years. That's how it got pushed out. I'm like, I'll just train for that. <laughs> so I trained like a yeah. maniac for Cape Epic. But for those who don't know, so Cape Epic's a eight day mountain bike stage race in South Africa. Uh, my my technical skills are extremely bad. And, um, I mean, not horrible, horrible, but relative to other people bad. And then during that time in training, I got one really bad concussion where I got 26 stitches in my face. And then, uh, during the race, I had a relatively small crash, but my head on day two whipped down really hard. And, uh, I got nauseous and like, um, I got a concussion and I remember I tried to go further and Sophia Gomez, uh, was my partner. Who's she's amazing. Um, yeah. And, uh, she was like, you, you do, you can do it. And then we go, we meet somebody on the trail and she, uh, it was, a uh, EMT. And I was like, I don't feel so good. Can you check me out? And she's like, you're fine. You're fine. And he does like the, you know, the thing in your eyes with the light and like my eyes weren't reacting to the light. And he's like, yeah, oh, you, you're geez. done. Like you shouldn't be racing anymore. <laughs> and so for those who don't know, when you have a concussion, that second concussion while you're still concussed can be actually deadly. So you don't, yeah. You can get healed again and then concussed again, but that was a huge bummer because I spent so much time and money trying to train for that race. And I was the fittest I've ever been. Um, and it was a big bummer because on day two, I couldn't make it. And since then I actually have not liked for one year. Uh, it was, I, I got depressed and it was bad. I'm on medication now, and I've just been focused in on, on weight training and, uh, weight training is so much less time and, uh, to do, I mean, I'm not really far into it. Like I wasn't cycling and then just focus on building train road. And I've done this actually two other times when both kids are being born, right? Take a break, focus on something else to do, like build really big. And then I'll come back to cycling later when I'm, um, I feel like I've kind of launched a few things on train road that I want to launch.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, definitely a lot of adversity there, but it seems like you've channeled things, um, the right way. And we're glad that you're feeling, uh, feeling better now um i think you said do you say the one concussion you broke your helmet
1: um no i did my first concussion i got i broke my collarbone i have nine screws in it and oh, i hit my head too and then my second concussion i was a mountain bike skills clinic and i fell and i hit a um my there was a jagged rock so my head hit the ground and my helmet didn't even touch anything it was just rock oh, to my man. face and that's where I got the, I got cut open and it was in Moab and I got, I got 23, 27, something like that stitches. And then Jeez. the third one in, I think it was even on sand in Cape Epic. It wasn't that big. And that's why Sophia was like, it's, I just slid out, but it was, I don't know if you guys can, it was like the whipping motion where you fall and like yeah. your body's first and then you whip down at the end. And that was the part where it rung my bell. And I, as soon as I hit, I was like, oh, this is a concussion. I know once you have, yeah. you know, you, after two, you kind of know what the feeling is and the lights yeah. go dark and it buzzes in your head. Um, yeah. it's, it's not fun stuff. So no, I probably but know been, mountain biking for me anymore. Yeah. Cause I'm not good at it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I agree with you. I've, I've only been mountain biking a handful of times. I bought a mountain bike and it, uh, both my first two rides broke, something broke and I, oh. I haven't been back for a long time. <laughs> um, luckily no concussion. hard. But, uh, Yes. Uh, I've had enough concussions myself uh, playing hockey and I played a high level of hockey, but yeah, very familiar. It's like daily. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really. You get one
2: as soon as you get on the ice and hockey. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They
1: pat you Um, on the head as you get in just to warm you (laughs)
0: up. But no, that uh, feeling that you just described really resonates with me about, uh, yeah, once you've, you've been there, you know what it feels like. And it, you know, it's like you're in quicksand and everything slows down and goes dark. It's not
1: yeah. fun. The recovery too. Yeah. I, I, I forgot my, like, I'd be slow on my kids' names. I'd be like, Avery. Oh, what is your name? Like, yeah. oh yeah, it's Oliver. But like, I could not find it. And that's, that stuff's no fun. That's where I'm like, okay, I need to take a little time off riding outside. Uh, yeah. and, and I still enjoy, I'm a crazy person where I enjoy the training. I think a lot of us actually, if you're successful, you have to enjoy the training, but just the yeah. training is super fun. And getting that reward of doing those intervals, seeing the power numbers go up, knowing that I'm improving my health and my longevity and stuff like that, reducing stress, feels good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But scary stuff too. Uh, You got to be careful and protect your head on that side of things. Um, Yeah, I was going to mention too, like you've been uh, super candid as well about, um, you know, depression and uh, rumination, um, you know, and for people that don't know, like, Rumination is, is thinking about thoughts over and over. You can't get out of your head, and you know there's lots of things you can do in terms of therapy and medication. Um, I, again, Nate, you've been so awesome and, and candid speaking about that, and you know, I think that's that's super brave and courageous, and um, you know, just just to be open with everyone. Like I I've, I've been through, uh, you know, therapy and taking medication at different points in my life before as well, and it's really awesome to see somebody speaking up about that. Um. You know, there's so much stigma about it out there, and you know, it's funny to me if people, uh, uh, like, if you know, people are going to criticize or or potentially like say something um, negative or stuff like that. Like, um, it's funny that the things that they would say, like, the very essence of what you're doing, uh, like, stands in the face of that because you're being courageous, right? And just knowing there's a stigma and speaking up about it, uh, it like, is a very definition of being courageous, even though people might. Say you're weak or, or sort of things like that. But, uh, you know, so yeah. I would just say it's the exact opposite.
1: Thank you. And that's, I think, a. I had a girlfriend once who said, all the world's problems would be solved if like men went to therapy or like it's yeah. like little. Or what happened <laughs> to us as boys, too, is we, you know, I don't know where you guys were, but I was taught not to, the growing up in the 80s and 90s, no emotions. Um, yeah. you can have anger, but that's it. If you showed any other emotion, you were weak, right. And you'd be yeah. say you yeah. could be called other horrible names and like be pushed out of the tribe with your friends or be made fun of. Yeah. And yeah. some of that stuff still, I mean, definitely happens as adults, or we think that we yeah. might not have a partner if we're not masculine enough. And you get that, that's we get in the toxic masculinity, where it helps to have exactly. some, some men show this, that like, Hey, you can have you do have emotions now you can but you can show them and still survive and you can actually flourish and you can have better relationships and you can feel better um you can be happier overall it's not just all we're either happy or we're angry uh which i think that happens too when we like push down emotions for a long time resentment and then it just boom it goes up I've and i've totally lived that in my life um and you think we're going way off topic here but i think this is what we're here for
0: (laughs) no no you're 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 banging (laughs) right
1: what can happen is uh this happened to me. I could be codependent, where I thought I was doing a favor to partners by not showing my emotions, because then they didn't have to deal with it. Right? I'm just gonna push. I'm a man. I'm stoic. I'm gonna handle all the load. I'm gonna put it inside of me. But then after a while, they come out no matter what. And sometimes they could come out in something small. Someone, you know, I, I didn't do this, but you know, they leave a dish out, and it's like you don't respect me. Why do you, you know, it's like crazy kind of stuff (laughs) happened. Um, and men too, like going to therapy, that's the best thing. Like it is, it's amazing for growth and it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It's more how um, I've been through a few therapists. I was like, what's your goal? And I say, I want to see the unseen. I want to grow. Like, what do I not know about myself that you, that, that you can see about myself? There doesn't need to be a specific, like this happened to me at this time. And if you think about that, you're like, man, I progress my fitness and I teach myself. Why can't I progress my emotional intelligence too? Like how much effort have I put in my life? on my emotional intelligence. Probably not much compared to your fitness and your business.
2: Uh,
1: right. Right. Like it, and it is huge. It's probably the same return that you get for, for work, education or fitness as your emotional intelligence. And, um, it's there for everybody to do it. It is though it can be expensive. There are. I depend on the country and stuff, but, uh, hopefully there are some resources that you can budget to. And if you're racing bikes, there's a higher likelihood that you can't afford, um, some therapy. Yeah.
0: Great point as well. Yeah. And I mean, I I'm biased cause you know, I'm a clinician and do that for a living, but, um, you know, um, <laughs> you would make a dream patient by the way, if you like, you see just the same way you approach uh, cycling and train a road. Like I, I want to change, I want to do better. I want to know all this, um, uh which is awesome but uh no it reminds me too of like everything you're saying i, I was speaking with dan craven dan from nam uh, uh ex pro cyclist but he he had the insight he said to me like you have all these coaches for all these other things but like why don't you have a coach for your mind and your brain which is arguably like one of the most important things
1: mm-hmm. yeah I know it's, it's yeah, a, yeah. If you, we should, it comes first too. We should just I'll call it that. So. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say if you don't like,
2: if you don't have a coach for your mind and if you're not in the right headspace, that's where you get. I, I took the same thing as you. I took a year of cycling because my mental health wasn't in a place where I couldn't physically put myself in a position where I wanted to sit on a bike and work on my physical fitness because my mental health wasn't in a place where I could do that. Um, and you just end up really self destructive in every way when you're hiding emotions. Uh, and not sharing them or just self-destructive to your own fitness when you you don't put yourself in a position where you can do things
1: yeah i it, it, totally your whole, not just your fitness but your whole life i think that's it's yeah. rebranded it should be called brain coaches dude where's your brain coach like <laughs> do have you like do like did you do your uh, brain coach exercises like your intervals of meditation <laughs> and uh journaling <laughs> like <laughs> if it's just branded differently uh yeah i think it would, it yeah. would that would help
2: yeah, no, super I interesting. Mean, yeah. I spent two hours on the bike today, and I don't think I've spent two hours thinking about my own mental health. So it's like it's just completely skewed, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right.
1: You get 20. <laughs> there's yeah. so much research is showing like 20 minutes of meditation, or even I think it's on 13 minutes of med- meditation drastically improves your uh your life and your mental health. Um, and there's so many other things you can do, but we don't have 13 or 20 minutes, and I didn't do it today, but you're right. Work out for two hours. Of course have that time uh tick yeah, for exactly. an hour of course uh
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> i was just gonna say that
0: like scrolling instagram facebook but of course yeah. you have that
1: time and you literally Which have to is do detrimental nothing. to your mental health yeah, exactly <laughs> but you literally have to do nothing like how lazy are we to do nothing yeah. like that's yeah. that's all you have to do is yeah. <laughs> not you have to not be entertained for a second and that's yeah, as yeah. hard as you have to go when we go so yeah. hard in a vo2 max interval and there's so much pain <laughs> We're like, well, what if we did nothing? It's I so don't know. True. That sounds so scary. Yeah. I have to be with my own thoughts.
0: Oh God. Yeah. No worries on going full gas and almost puking, but doing nothing yeah, is, yeah, it's a challenge.
1: I did a, a, um, I was in a pre-race meeting for an Ironman and the guy was like, there's no headphones out there. If you can't be with yourself for 15 hours, like you're in trouble. Uh, cause that's, that is what you have to do is just. A lot of people can't work out without, um, distraction and being with yourself for that long, especially when you're in a painful state, you get the negative self talk and, uh, things can go crazy inside your brain. And again, having a brain coach would help you with all those things.
2: My, my headphones have died on a ride and it was probably one of the hardest rides I've ever been on just because I was stuck there. I was like, this goddamn fucking hill just showed up out of yeah. nowhere. This, <laughs> this guy's not a good
1: riding partner. Like, yeah. if you had a partner who said those things to you while you're riding, no, you can't make yeah, it. Maybe yeah. we should just give yeah, up. Yeah. You'd be like, you yeah. fucking never gonna ride with me again.
2: <laughs> you're like, I'm just Maybe gonna blast, the a, next <laughs> blast a speaker yeah. so I can't hear you.
0: <laughs>
2: oh god yeah uh there's definitely been some very tricky places that i think i've been in mentally not just without music but, but having something going on and some stimulation really helps with that and i think it would take us uh it would it would do good if we all just took a minute to to think about our own mental health especially the men because i mean i'm sure there are women out there but it, it does seem like there's a lot of men struggling um in a space where women tend to talk to each other
1: yeah it's the uh The men are less likely to ask for help. I think, and Mm -hmm. that there, if we, more of us did, we could probably help the world a lot more, um, if we would just be okay with that help. But again, how many did you guys, did you ever grow up being like asking for help is not air quotes, masculine, like you're not a man. If you need help, like you can't do it yourself, huh? You should be the provider. You should be the one.
2: Yeah. Even down to the basic thing of someone asking how your day's going. And, and I think as a kid, I was just like, oh, it's going great. Mm -hmm. Like I would never talk about anything. Yeah, 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 Yeah. Yeah. It was good don't want to talk about it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Cause we, you know, as our kids, you could be either ignored and ostracized, like go to your room or you would say, you don't really hurt. Like stop being a baby. That's not bad. Like, oh really? Yeah. And, or have you seen, so you know what I grew up with and like kind of minimizing those things. And for the, yeah. those who have kids, there's so much research now and, and understanding that you can hopefully prevent this cycle where when your kids say their feelings, you listen to them and you, you mirror back their feelings yeah. and you talk about it yeah. and ask them what it feels like, where does it feel in their body? These feelings, um, instead yeah. of just the, did you guys ever get sent to your room for a feeling as a kid
2: for having a feeling?
0: Uh, my dad made me sit on the stairs. Yeah. But I mean, until it went away. Josh right? didn't
2: have a, He didn't have his own room. He just had the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> we <But were>
1: <laughs> It was probably, you know, once you can control yourself, you can come back. Right. Yeah, Meaning yeah. let's, let's teach these men how to push their feelings down. Which, as we know, this builds resentment over time, and then it comes out, and uh, that's not the best way to do it.
0: No, not at all. I mean, I was very lucky. Like, my mom is also a social worker and a clinician, Um, Mm. um, so yeah. Needless to say, her and my dad didn't see eye to eye on things. Uh, Probably (laughs) why they're divorced as well. Um, uh, Contrary to what Mike said, I did have a room, uh, (laughs) but (laughs) she went to school to be a social worker when uh, I I was about four. So uh, we didn't have much money, but no exactly what you're saying it's like you could rejoin once you uh you know had like manned up for lack of a better term right like Mm -hmm. um you know we're yeah you're taught not to show those emotions and if you do like you're taught that it's not right to have them right
1: i saw this great tiktok where it was like um if we treated Adults like we treated kids and this woman going, oh my God, have you seen this one? She goes, oh my God, I can't believe it. After 10 years, he cheated on me. My life is over. Like the kids are going to, I'm so sad. And then it shows this parent at the door going, you can come out when you're done crying. and like closes the door. Like we would never do that to an adult, but somehow with kids, um, we do it because we think their problems aren't as big as our problems, but to them, they're just as big. They're just as big.
0: Absolutely. And that like applies to any age when kids are growing up too like uh, i had a great high school teacher who he he always told us how he hated you know when parents and adults said to us like uh like when you wait till you get to the real world because he's like you guys are living in the real fucking world like this is the real world every day to you and your problems are important you know
2: yeah Yeah. it's when you're growing as well and when you're developing your brain like
0: it, yeah, it's, yeah,
2: yeah. it's almost more of the real world because it's what's going to set you up for success or failure over the exactly. next however many years you live
1: and it's brutal because yeah. you're in like this forced situation with people you cannot get away from like as you're an adult you can move you can leave your job but at school like these people will follow yeah. you for like you know 12 years and yeah. like a couple guys <laughs> can make your life really really hard uh yeah. or more more you know um and that i think is yeah exactly the real world it's like you're a little prison yeah there's gangs against yeah, you and stuff yeah, like yeah, that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's even worse now, like, um, because there's social media and all that stuff. Like, we didn't have that when we were growing up. Now it like, it's literally 24-7 for kids, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Um, you can't get away from any bullying, I guess. No. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. God, my um, life
2: would have been awful as a kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um But no, all this to say, <laughs> we need brain coaches uh maybe the next level of trainer road trainer road brain coach uh, all right. yeah. <laughs> um i think mike uh, was going to ask about some tech stuff
2: yeah uh, <laughs> beyond the brain coach and trainer road um and i think we all know about all of the advancements in cycling in terms of like etap and hydraulic shifting or hydraulic braking um hopefully one day we'll get bluetooth braking um so i can go <laughs> no. fully wireless <laughs> <had one>. Um, but, but I was interested to know more about the, the backend side of things. And I, I have noticed TrainerRoad developing over the years in terms of what it can do for me, but, but what is there to come and what kind of developments have happened in the back end? I, I guess from the ant stick that you plugged into your computer and, and kind of pirated to, to what we have today, where I have like a, a $5,000 training bike in the other room.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the, um, the evolution, like where we want to go is to be able to pick workouts better than a human can for you. And depending on the human, it's going to be different for, uh, you know, how easy that is to do. And we have a system called adaptive training, which reads into your training and then changes your training plan. And inside of there, we've been layering on features, um, to make that better. The one that's in early access that, uh, you know, hopefully, well, I'll just say a bunch of things without timelines, cause we have pretty soon timelines for these things to come out, but, uh, it's called AFT AI FTP detection. So we have. I think 145 million, uh, rides in our system. We have a bunch of ramp tests in our system too, of people, uh, doing a fitness test and then getting the result. And what we did is we ran ML over that to predict what somebody, if they did this kind of training, what would their FTP be? And that allows us to, um, let somebody know when their, their fitness has changed. Um, without having to actually test for it, which is really, really cool. The other part's cool on that is that it helps us, um, predict things in our backend system to say, if we did this or this, which way would get the, the highest FTP? Because what we do is we just say, assume that if they did these workouts, then what would happen, uh, for this athlete. And that's where you can get things where like gender specific and, uh, age and the ability to train like, the, or the, the time that you've trained a whole bunch of they're called features and ML to put that in there. Another thing we've done is with adaptive training is, um, break free of FTP. And we get a lot of, uh, marketing against us. That is, uh, I feel not representative of what we actually do. Um, and it's usually from people actually, I've only heard it from people who are actual competitors in some manner of us, but, um, hmm. previously in the past, we did have our workouts based in FTP and. So, you might do VO2 max intervals at 120% of FTP. And that was great for a bell curve of like the majority of people. But some people would be outside of that bell curve and they might be on either end where they, their VO2 max might be at 112 or might be at 125. And what we've done with adaptive training is we've built a system where we've broken it out. So, uh, uh, endurance, tempo, sweet spot, threshold, um, VO2 max anaerobic. And what you do is you can progress in these systems independently. So when you get an FTP, the ratio of where your VO2 max and your threshold and your sweet spot and your endurance relate to that gets um, the system learns based on your performance, what that relationship is and allows it to change over time based on what you're training. Cause it does, it actually changes pretty quickly. It's not something you want to do. Um, you just, you know, go to a lab once and you figure it out. And then as you're training that shape changes and just, I don't know if you guys seen it too, or you, you start training anaerobic and in four weeks, you're like a completely different, um, animal for how hard you can go in anaerobic versus not. So, um, versus, um, threshold. So what that what that allows us to do is, uh, be have much more fine grain tuning for specific athletes uh and a big part of that is that we score workouts for their difficulty and we've in the past we've had something called tss training session score and that is a it's a formula based on your normalized power and your uh ftp and that gives andrew Coggan came up with it it's been fantastic and normally what happens is people the more tss you do in general the faster you get but it's not a very granular control and We've also found that all TSS is not related, is not equal. So for instance, for training effect, um, am I going too far into this? This is okay. Like, like oh, no, this is training. great. It's
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah. So for
1: training effect, you do one 40 minute interval at threshold. Okay. And then you also do four 10 minute intervals at threshold with five minutes in between. The TSS on that will almost be the same. It'll be like one point different, but you can imagine the stimulus and the, like what level of fitness you have to be to do those completely different, right? The four by 10 is much easier than one by 40 at threshold. Yeah. And there wasn't a system in order to figure out what that was. You would get the same TSS. And if you just looked at that, you'd be like, oh, these people are, you know, you could do that workout the whole time and you, it'd be hard to then dose the amount of fitness and stuff like that. Um, what we found is TSS is really good to see what your strain is, like how tired you're going to be but not showing exactly how hard you worked or how productive you're working. So in our system for threshold, if you're between one and 10 on a threshold level, it's kind of like, um, I told you, I play a lot of video games. It's like, um, a uh, RPG game where you have a character and you have different stats and you build those up. So on threshold, the four by 10 might be a 4.5 threshold. The one by 40 might be a 6.5. So in order to get to that 6.5, you would incrementally increase the level you did. So one week you do a 4.5 if you passed it and you told us that it was within a range of RPE that we liked and your performance we looked at it and you you did the workout as chosen. Um we would push you ahead. And if it was a little bit easier, we'd push you ahead farther and if it was hard, we'd push you get less to kind of like dose out that what is the improvement rate of that uh workout of that um that like uh, zone. And what that allows you to do is have very incremental, like those small wins that I talked about, that you can see your fitness getting faster. Uh, you can see yourself getting faster. And the hard part with this is because you have the variable of how intense it is, the length of the interval, the rest between the interval and the amount of intervals, it was very hard to create this system of, um, the, like the numeric system of each one of these zones about how it would, of how we should build it. And what we did is we looked at, we classified all of our workouts that people have done. And we looked at their failure rates and their struggle rates. So we have this ML system that, uh, looks at your workout and can tell if you actually struggle with the workout, if you ended it early, or if you passed it, or we call it a super pass. If you did more of it, cause you can tell you guys seen that too, a workout where you struggle, it looks different than if you passed. Yeah. So then what we can do then is we can plot that against, uh, all of those those outcomes. And you get to see like this curve of what, or this line of like these workouts, people generally fail more. And these other workouts, people generally fail less. And that allows us to create that, like do an algorithm and then kind of matches that shape. And then as more data came in and we see these steps, we made it even better so that the steps are more linear across. Um, I don't know if that's making sense. Basically we use data to build this system, um, outside of it rather than, you know, you might use a, st- I guess it is kind of a study, but you might use a study where you take, you know, 10 cyclists, you have them not trained for six weeks and see if they can get through this progression. Well, we've, you know, we went through millions and millions and millions of rides, went back in the past and saw how they performed to pull out this, um, algorithm. So we have that for indoor workouts. The hard part was to do it for outdoor workouts too. There's other variables inside of that. We have that system done. It's internal. We hope to be a private beta next week, but that allows us to do is for your outside rides too. They will influence what we call your progression levels. And then your whole training plan will change each time. Uh, and they already, the outside workouts already affect your FTP, um, AFTP detection, um, so that's coming out. Hopefully private beta means we invite like a few people. And then if they like it, we go to early access and get a lot of people on it. The other cool thing that we're doing is called red light, green light, which is a, um, it's like a, uh, recovery management so that. It can be more variable of when we should tell you to skip a workout. Cause right now what our system does is it's good at progressing you through, but, um, there's a bit of like, um, like you're driving the car and you have to hit the brakes sometimes like we're, we don't break for you. So if you, if you have three workouts per week and Tuesdays of two max workout, but on Monday you do a four hour group ride, that's hard we don't change the plan at the moment. And that's where we have to put it in. We, we tell people through education and stuff like, Hey, maybe you should not do that workout. And we have features to allow you to switch that workout to a recovery ride very easily and stuff like that. And there are some little things inside of train road that suggest it, but not to the level that we want to where, um, again, like a coach would say, Hey, Josh, like you, you blasted yesterday. You should not work out today yeah. and then change the rest of your plan. Yeah. To take advantage of that. Yeah. What we do is if you do like, if you're on, if you're sick or you're on vacation, we do adjust the plan to take that to account. Um, but that if you overtrain outside of our plan, you bring other stuff in, that's where we don't do it. And that's the other part that's, um, that we're working on right now.
0: Okay. Wow. I was
2: going to say that removing ramp test might be my favorite part, but I, I really <laughs> like that <laughs> because there have been instances, uh, and I, I've gone through multiple different like um, smartwatches and things that have kind of calculated fitness. And, and I'm one of those people who it's like if you if it tells me I have to do 10,000 steps, I'm going out for a walk and I'm going to stay out there until I'm done. Right. And if Trainer Road tells me that yeah. I have to do like 20 intervals today, even though I just like screwed myself up the day before, I'm going to go and do it.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: This is something where <laughs> this, this is my fault. The beginning we tra- uh, did I did all the code at the beginning of Trainer Road that we did not have a specific recovery, like assignment. We have blank days, but it does not say rest. And what happens then (laughs) if it doesn't say rest, I thought that was implied that it was a rest, but it was not implied. People go, this is an open day. This is a free day. We do whatever you want. And then, uh, tell you later that trainer road over trains me after I, you know, did my hard group ride and then failed the next day, because that is really hard to do. Uh, but yeah, like that, you're exactly right. So if we give people the permission to rest, and we all know we should rest sometime, but if you're specifically told to rest by an authority of someone that you trust, man, it's so much easier to relax, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm supposed to like put my feet up and watch House of Dragons today. So I will do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, it's so true. Like, um, it just takes that, like the onus off of you. Um, if you can believe in that system and you're told the rest and you, you feel more validated in doing that.
1: Yeah. Cause it's so easy to doubt yourself, right? Cause you, you look at it and you're like, you haven't been your brain coach recently. And you're like, could I do more? Like, yeah. like, yeah. Like, is this the right thing to do? Well, yeah. i I feel kind of bad sitting here, but I always feel productive. Yeah. I get dopamine when I, when I do something. So maybe I should go do something.
0: Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's cool that you guys are delving into that. That's awesome.
1: Um, and to that system, then what we have it has some inputs and the cool part is we have so many people with structured training plans with like targets versus actuals that over time, we need to bring in more and more data to see if that signal so what happens with ML is you can, you can say, okay, I'm going to put this new feature this new data input to it. Does this make the ML model more accurate? Does it make it more likely to like, it's pretty much we're predicting if you're going to have problems that day. So if we add in, for example, steps and we say, okay, if we bring in someone's steps, it's more likely that we can predict if they're going to have a hard day, the next day, for instance, if you always do a thousand steps, one day you did 20,000 steps is, does that make the next day less? I, I believe sleep will be one too, but sleep might be adjusted by an extra day, right? Where maybe that one day you can do it, but then the next day, you know, you don't have it. Um, yeah. HRV too. That's a, that's a big one of what is, um, people, there's lots of, uh, products that use HRV. And one thing that is when you take the HRV in the morning can drastically affect your HRV of like when the, the product does it while you're asleep, but like what sleep cycle, and that can change what your HRV score is. And, uh, I would like to, again, we have so much data and so much the of specifically telling someone exactly what to do. And then their RPE, their, they tell us how hard it felt that I would like to bring that in too. And there there's basically unlimited things and uh to do. And it's it's really cool. But hopefully that model then gets better and better and better and better where we can um, you know, uh be better than a coach, but also beat you, right? Of of if you should train, which is probably the easiest thing, right? Because I think we all probably do too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: that's fair too. <laughs> um there's, yeah, no, there's it, definitely it, it, more times than not that i've trained when i shouldn't have done than taken a rest day when i yeah. shouldn't have been taking a rest day
1: Yeah, right.
0: right we'll always skew towards yeah. writing
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well because you get that reward from it feels good feels productive just like you're saying Nate. yeah um yeah but super exciting to hear you talk about like all of these things and factoring them all in together and you know we know there's there's so many like different uh like tech out there so many different platforms and that kind of thing obviously Trainer road included Um, but is there any room for like uh, any integration or Mm -hmm. any crossover that kind of thing and yeah you guys expanding that way
1: yeah one more thing on the AIFTP detection the cool part is I don't think I've even talked about this yet so maybe you guys can say it on your stuff too Mm -hmm. but we're building it there's what we have today what we're working on right now is that it runs after every single workout so you never even have to touch a button we will just tell you when it's time that you have a new FTP. And I think that's right. also going to relieve a lot of stress. And I think the first question then will be like, how close am I to a new FTP, which we might yeah. do a follow-on thing on that because you want to see progress, but looking at your progression levels is really the, the great way to show that. So integrations, yes. And what we've been building, so we have a workout player. A lot of people like it because it's simple and it's simple on purpose, but some people like other stuff and some people like writing on site. And, uh, what we, what we're building in our strategy is to be able to integrate with anyone. So if you want to do your rides on Zwift and it comes in and then you just change your progression levels and it changes your training plan. You're the training. You do that workout on Zwift. You could do it outside. Uh, you could do it on trainer road. And, uh, it's not, um, we're kind of platform agnostic at the time. Of course, like actual technical integration is things that two companies have to work together in, but the ability for, as soon as you get the outside workout levels in that you'd be kind of, again, it's like, a if we're your coach we're picking workouts for you, you can do it anywhere. It doesn't matter. You don't say, Hey, this is my indoor coach. And I had an outdoor coach over here. Um, you just, <laughs> yeah. you just have a coach inside of that. And two, I just want to see yeah. it for coaches. Coaches have so much value in so many things. And just because we want to pick workouts, specific power targets, better than a coach does not mean we're going to handle the the brain coach side of it or the skill side of it, or, uh, the general knowledge of someone coming in there. There's, uh, it, that feature, uh, I've been attacked at this before, cause I said that part of it and they said, well, there's all these other things and there is all these other things too, that coaches do that a machine's not going to do unless there's some singularity
2: happening and then we're all dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we never get to that point. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Our training will be sick for like 10 days though. <laughs> and then the yeah. nukes go off and then we're gone. <laughs> yeah. I hope there's, I hope there's not too much integration. Cause my favorite part about trainer, uh, trainer road is, um, having my iPad on while i have swift on while i have my computer on in front of me while i'm scrolling tiktok and i don't want to cut down on the screens because that's like the perfect amount of dopamine while i have my airpods in so i can listen as well yeah like, i'll disable it for your account wouldn't it You're like a stock yeah. stock analyst yeah. on wall street
0: yeah. Yeah. wouldn't it be more helpful for you though mikey if there was a, a trainer road netflix integration yeah i would take that i would too man if there was a train road
1: netflix integration that would be amazing
0: if it yeah. picked the show for me, because that's
2: honestly the oh hardest part. I, I'll spend like three hours waiting to get on my right. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? you like, <laughs> it would be over by now.
0: I would do that.
1: <laughs> I do that sometimes when I eat, because I like, I like to, if I'm by myself, yeah. I like to cook food and then watch TV while I eat. Oh,
2: yeah. My food's cold. I,
1: well, same, I'll do it same, before same, I even absolutely. cook, and then I'll sit down. I'll, I'll watch like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was done eating before the opening credits were done. And it took so yeah, long. Yeah. I, just ate real fast. I was 8,000. Like, it was just as funny. And they do a little skit at the beginning. And then I was like, oh, I'm done now. Shoot, that took three minutes. Why did I take an hour to pick that show?
0: So the, the future is AI show detection.
1: Whew. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Netflix can't do it, they don't do it well. So I don't know.
0: No, they don't do it well. There's room for you guys.
2: Yeah. So Every time <laughs> I log true. into Netflix, it's something that I've never watched before.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no building on all of that too. Um, I think you you said that the podcast, like the ask a cycling coach podcast for trainer road, um, has been great for growing for you guys. Um, and admittedly we're, we're big fans. Um, how has the experience been for you and the company launching the podcast and like, how cool is it for you to, to hear all these stories from all these kinds of athletes using the platform?
1: Yeah. It's, I generally like love my job and it's super fun. Just like this. We're just talking about cycling and that's kind of what we do. And my job is very light on the podcast. Chad does all the research and stuff. And I just kind of make jokes (laughs) and talk about my experience. So that's easy, but it's, um, it's really great to one. It's great feedback for us as a company to know what we can change and improve on. Um, it's motivational and inspirational. I learn stuff still like things. Chad say on the podcast every time I'm like, Whoa, I never knew that. Um, uh, we get to grow on that. And then also meeting people is really fun because, like I can be my personality can be polarizing where people like me or they really don't like me. But when I meet people and they listen to the podcast, they generally, like if they listen to it long enough, it's like you, if you hate me, you just stop listening. So I kind of feel like, hey, you you know me and you get me, And I don't i like I kind of yeah. let down because like hey, you know my personality and you're okay with it. That's why you're talking to me right now, yeah. but not always. Sometimes people will come up to me and be like, they'll be very negative to me in person also. Uh,
2: really? Yeah. Jeez. They'll unfollow you live in front of your face. I know, right? All the things you need to change, um, which I, I appreciate too. It's just
1: a, there are different ways to say everything, you know? <laughs> people are much more mean though on the internet than in person for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, no. That's fair. That's fair. And even the, you know, some professionals using train road too, that must be, uh, pretty neat for you to
1: see oh for sure like what gold medal olympians tour de france riders the best is when um you see somebody sponsored by a competitor and they use trainer road before world champs that's happened a few times uh that that's yeah. pretty uh like they're paid not to use us and then they still use us that, that i love <laughs> that you've seen that too with other equipment right where yeah. they're like they use the competitor's right. wheels because they know that they want yeah. those wheels those are the best yeah <laughs>
2: that's where they get the masking tape with the logo right
1: now right? <laughs> you see those blue graphs though. Bike? You can tell it's yeah. us. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: <laughs> um I think we're we're gonna wrap things up in a minute with some rapid fire questions. Um We'd usually ask what's next with trainer, right? But what's next for you with your, um, your own cycling, where are you going next or even your strength training? Uh, are we going for like world's strongest man?
1: No, <laughs> I'm going for a look good naked. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Yes. Uh, so my, what I, I, I want all those things I just said, I want to launch those. And then the next one is I want to do the experience of 30 to 45 minute workouts and strength training together. And see how fit I can get on that. I know I'm not going to be able to do these really long rides, but um, just some, some just see those power numbers come up and have that aerobic exercise. Yeah, like guys, I am so. Sometimes I do something and my endurance is so much worse than it was before. I can't believe that like I ran to my son's soccer game for like a hundred yards and my calves cramped and I tasted copper and you know, <laughs> I used to do nine hour races, right. And marathons. And I'm just yeah. like, this is horrible. And it's crazy how body yeah. how fast your body goes back. So I need to do more yeah, um, endurance. Yeah. And that's what I want to do is the balance between still strength training, training and cycling, but just the, those short 30, 45 minutes. And I think there's also a market for people who want to do that and go after some of, um, build more product that, uh, and I think it happens for all of us sometimes where you want to just do 30 and 45 minute workouts, which one should you do? How that experience be when I want to be, maybe not put the gas on the pedals too much for cycling with the foot on the pedal.
2: That's awesome. I, yeah. I mean, I, when I see those, those, uh, those workouts from Chad coming through they're like three and a half hours, I just want to like slap them. People do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like every weekend you want me to spend my entire weekend just on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> you said that uh, you were saying earlier that, that everyone, uh, they do a workout and then they want to do another one because of the dopamine response. But I think I have a burn book for the ones that I don't want to do. Right. Um,
1: <laughs> That's right. But if you do them, yeah. you feel so good.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's always Mike that last I, interval. Uh, yeah. Mike and I have always uh, like we've we've ridden together during the like off season during the winter, uh, but like been chatting through discord and those sorts of things. And we can always hear, hear each other like screaming and panting during during your workout. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thank you for that. Too. You're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Josh is the best ramp test cheerleader.
2: Good. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he just screams. <laughs> he doesn't you. need anymore. Just click a button. Yeah. Yeah. He'll um, like scream
1: at you to click the button.
2: <sighs> click yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Click it. Yeah, you yeah. can do it. <laughs> um, we'll, wrap some, we'll wrap things up with some rapid fire questions. Jo- Josh has written these and I have to ask, is there context behind this first
0: one, Josh, or am I just, we're just going for this? Um, it was related to what I'm having for dinner uh, as soon as we wrap up here. So
2: Excellent. <laughs> That's good enough for me. Chicken palm or chicken alfredo?
0: chicken <laughs> mm, alfredo right nice good call yeah uh what's one thing non-living though uh that you couldn't live without coffee well that's a good one excellent uh, answer too
1: yeah
2: controversial one <laughs> socks over or under leg warmers
1: uh under yes under they're socks. They're not pants.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm in agreement that we've had the other answers, so <laughs> say I've kept quiet. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're literally socks. It's like, okay, uh, next underwear over underpants. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, unless you're a superhero <laughs> under, for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, dark socks or light socks?
1: Oh, it depends on the, uh, on the shoe color and the um, yeah. discipline. So mountain biking, dark shoes, black socks, road, white shoes, okay. white socks.
0: Oh. I like it. They you call get that dirty. white Ferrari back in Ottawa. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no white shark, no white shoes, black socks. God, that's hard to say. Um,
1: it can look cool though. I think what's the done that before. Yeah. Uh, I,
2: yeah. I did it on the train the other day and it felt dirty. Yeah. It, did it? it felt wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the dopamine hits. Favorite thing, uh, favorite thing to listen to during a workout.
1: I have this, like uh, this playlist that I made of like songs that I loved in high school. And then some other like newer pop ones. And I listened to that thing every single time I had a hard workout. Uh, and I just. I that's,
2: that's my workout playlist. Yeah. It's just called like throwback. And it's like all Same. of the like pop punk. Yeah. Like, anything <laughs> from back in like 2010s, 20, yeah. 2000s. When I
1: was super emotional. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you give The it black parade comes, comes on one.
1: and I'm screaming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What are some some of the bangers from that one?
1: Uh, I was into Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Nine Inch Nails, Deftones. Nice. Uh, nice. That's a uh, tool, um, that sort of thing. Oh, wow.
2: Playlist cool. integration into Trainer Rage. You know not we, Netflix. Yes. <laughs> we actually have like, a,
1: we have a, someone did it on a creative day, but we have a like Spotify control so you can control spotify player so you still have to have spotify it doesn't play through it but just like you could control it and i don't know why we never released that but it were just some buttons to play wow. next and you see your song you know uh pause mm-hmm. it yeah,
0: and that's super cool yeah that's sweet we'll keep an eye out for that maybe um best uh best video game in your opinion
1: oh counter-strike i used to play like not go to competitions and I would drive to competitions for counter-strike. I, pl- I played in premier league way back in the day, uh, back wow. when there was starcraft, the very beginning, I was ranked number two on battle net for like three hours, um, way back. One, that's a, time, that's you know, a claim to
2: fame, right? There. It was, <laughs> it,
1: it was like boom, right, right. Gone afterwards, but that was the beginning before like Korea got into it really, or South Korea got into a lot, but it was, yeah. I played a lot of video games, but counter-strike was my big one, um, that I played a lot.
2: That, that's one hell of a game for the dopamine hit because that's either like a you're either like massive dopamine or just the worst game of your life right there. Mm-hmm, exactly <laughs> <laughs> we used to do LAN parties where we'd like
1: take our computers to somebody's house um, yeah. so we get a better yeah. ping and we'd all play together yeah. and whoever had the fastest internet and then we'd play in premier league and uh, there's like invitation was the highest and premier was one down
2: that's awesome yeah. Yeah, that's um, sweet. Y- your favorite in right snack
1: um like just one I like to eat or the one that's best for me like I would eat
2: if you, you like have to them. say one that you're paid to say then
1: <laughs> um, I like the like gas station the, the crumb donuts I love those like crumb donuts and a coke nice.
0: mm.
2: diet or regular coke
1: regular coke yeah for sure if I'm writing and then if I'm not yeah. I only do uh, like sodas if I'm on vacation and I'll do a coke zero uh,
0: favorite race to do if you
1: have one uh crits flat four corner crit that is my favorite thing (laughs) to do uh for sure
2: (laughs) nice big square
1: (laughs) yeah exactly or you know as as there's not a huge donut at land park i always did well there and that was fun that was slightly technical but uh (laughs) yeah crits for sure
2: much easier to strategize uh, with only four corners right Mm -hmm. especially if they're all the same (laughs) yeah uh, this one's my own personal gripe because every time I, I ride on trainer road, it tells me to up my cadence. But what's your favorite or your, your perfect training cadence?
1: Yeah, this is weird. I did so long at 110 and then I switched to like 80. And I don't know why, but it just, I just like one day I was like, I'm gonna try this. And now I'm like an 80, 85.
2: So I was 80, 85 because I grew up riding track bikes and just was always like grinding slow if i was training outside um and then got on trainer road and now i can't ride my track bike because it tells me that i have to ride at like
0: 95 to 100 all the time yeah <laughs> yeah i'm in the exact uh, uh, same boat uh, trainer road definitely upped my cadence a ton but i used to be 80 85 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is we should go back down
1: no, I you know what it is, is the show self-selected. Anyone in that range, like eighty to, to one ten is yeah. good, it's just whatever feels best for you.
0: Mm, yeah, right. Well That's stellar advice awesome. and awesome insights. Uh, we we really appreciate your time and thanks for so much for hanging out with us, Nate. It's been awesome.
1: Thank you. Um it's been very fun. And where should the hate mail go for Was there an email address or Instagram?
2: Yeah, it's stevejobs at apple.com. Okay, got it. Thank you.